Kevin. Kevin. Hey, Dougie. Junior, are you doing wolf calls? You know it. Is that because we're doing <laughs> Call of the Wild? Okay. All right. Are you Harrison Ford or are you the dog? <laughs> that is a good question. Thank you. Perhaps we could get to the show. Uh, perhaps we should. Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week we talk about film. Sometimes films I like. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I gotta put you down? And sometimes films I like. Films that inspire creativity. Give my creation! Films that inspire hope. I'm gonna see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm gonna build things. Films that take you to a place you never knew existed. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sometimes films that are just entertaining. Now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time. Are you not entertained? All right, Dougie. Yeah. Call of the Wild, baby. Oh, yeah. I am the so... The Wild was calling. I am so excited to talk about you this know, movie. You know, I was looking forward to this movie a lot. Don't tell me. I love... We haven't talked about this movie at all. I loved Harrison Ford. Well, I, I Harrison Ford is one of my very favorite actors. Okay. Yeah. It not was the rest of the movie of... I didn't like. <laughs> You're kidding. I am not kidding. That's so funny. Uh... My only comment to you after I saw this was if this was cast in 2012 or earlier, it would have been Clint Eastwood and it would have been way better. Now explain. You just think it would have been a better movie with Clint Eastwood? No, it would have been a better performance. Uh, I do not find Harrison Ford terribly uh, enjoyable. I think he's In this movie or in general? In general. Oh, really? I think he's fun to watch as a cardboard action hero as in Harris or as in Han Solo or Indiana Jones uh no I don't find him that I mean I I love Star Wars but uh um I don't find him that great in the Star Wars series but I think his Indiana Jones was fun to watch no that's what I'm saying and also his his like uh, the ones where he's the where he's the president on the play I can't think of oh yeah Air Force One yeah um that's fun I I guess, okay, so he's just... He's, I think you better back up. Let me rephrase. Back Maybe off, you buddy. misunderstood it when I said, I think he's fun to watch when he's in his cardboard cutout, Indiana Jones, Han Solo, the president Hero. in yeah. Air Force One. Okay. Uh, even in... I get it. He's he's that Patriot Games guy, yeah, too. Jack Ryan, I just don't think it? he's very... I, think. I don't think he's super talented, and I don't think he had... Uh, I don't think he's a great actor. I think he's fun to watch on screen when yeah, he's got he, something to do. Maybe he's a do, good leading man, so but to speak. Yeah. I felt like he didn't have that much to do here, and I felt like... You I, know what he's really good in? The Fugitive. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That, um, that might be his best movie, actually. Oh, maybe. Um, I, guess, I guess my thing was here was I felt like 
he was lacking the emotion that John Thornton needed. Yeah, so it's interesting because you asked me, have I read The Call of the Wild? Yeah, a whole, a long while ago I have. And and so that's what I was expecting in the movie. And the, the John Thornton in Call of the Wild, as I recall, was a little bit quiet like that. So that, that part didn't bother me or surprise me that much, kind of the strong, silent part, but... But he wasn't supposed to be strong, silent. He was supposed to be broken, silent. True. Like, because his child has passed on. Yeah. His He's left his wife because they couldn't handle their right. child's death, which, understandably so. Sort of. I just felt, well... You know, I mean, it's very common. I right, get common and understandable. Right. Uh, too bad, still. You right. would hope that that would bring you together. You would together, hope that, that would bring but, you closer, but, uh, but I realize that's not the case. In many situations. Yeah, but right. But my thought was, like, he didn't portray that emotion very well. He's just, he's writing the letters. No, and he, was, a, he was less emotional than the dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Buck, who is... Half Saint Bernard, half Scotch, some Scotch Terrier, something right. like that. Right. Uh, one hundred percent CGI'd in this film. Yeah. Not that. a single dog in the movie. Yeah, that disappointed me. It. Did you notice it? I did. I, you you know what's funny is you and I have talked about CGI a number of times. One actually more. I've heard you talk about it. Right. Uh, with other uh, podcasters and. And normally that I don't really even notice it, but I really noticed it in this movie, it, and it to me was overdone. It was it was too, overdone enough that it bothered me. He was too human. The dog yeah, was too human. Right, right, and and all the dogs really, but especially especially the, um, especially Buck, but the other dogs too. Yeah, it just to me it was like I kept expecting Scooby Doo to break yeah, out. Yeah, it know? was like. <laughs> Or, or for them to start talking yeah, because it looked right. like they were in the Lion King almost with no, how emotive no, they exactly were. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, uh, that was really distracting. You um, know, the dog is cute. Very I'll, cute. I'll give you he that. He looks really good. Yeah. So much that he looks too too good almost. And partly he looked too tame because the buck in the book is not especially tame. Right. So Right. And I thought they did a great job with... Anything? With his transformation, with it all. I, well, I love this movie. I know you did. Now, I feel sorry for you. Cause <laughs> I don't know if you were sick or anything, because that's not really a great movie. Okay. Do you relate <laughs> to this movie at all in uh, your in an in your own version of a call of like the wild kind of? Ooh. Because I do, and that might be why. Interesting. I, so, so can you elaborate? I'll do my best without okay. sounding like a dinkus. <laughs> <laughs> I love, first of all, Alaska. I've always wanted to go mm. to Alaska. I've always had like this. <sighs> this is going to be hard to share knowing that Jordan is going to listen to this. But like, ah. I've always kind of had this deep. It actually almost might be a deep fear of like being alone, mm. but almost to the point of wonder of like just man in the wild with a dog, yeah. like on a boat. Yeah. Even there's a canoe scene. And just I like, wish this movie had been like that. 
how is this movie not like that? Oh, I don't know. Dropping down 150 feet into the oh water. Oh, my gosh. Is this Frozen 2 again? Didn't even tip over. Oh, my. That was pretty good. Did you see the ice horse? It was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, but the CGI on the ice ice horse was really good. Did you hear him say, <laughs> ruby ruby doo <laughs> Okay. So I relate to I'm this. I'm giving you a I hard relate time. to this movie. I can see that. The uh, Just that that freedom in nature has always been a huge appeal to me right uh i love camping not really for the camping aspect of it but for the mornings where it's too cold to stay in your tent anymore Mm -hmm. and you just you're sitting by the campfire before anyone else gets up and you the birds, the sky, the river. Right. Like, I love that. And part of me wants to be there almost all the time. So would you say the last part of the movie really was more of a more appealing to you? Yes. The, the oh, part yeah, where yeah. they go on the adventure. Because yeah. the first part really is... You didn't think it was funny? The, well, it wasn't supposed to be a comedy, right? Or was it? Ah! Uh, well, I don't know. It's been it's been a long time since I also have read the book. Yeah. Um, oh, it's not a comedy in the book at all. I don't think. But isn't then they then yeah. there's a lot of cruelty to the dogs, and I'm not saying that should right, have been in there. Right. But no, obviously there was a lot of a lot of stuff that had to be left out. But they did make it uh, more comedic than I expected, which is it's going to sound weird to our listeners because. You would you would probably think if you listened to us <laughs> that I would have gone the other way on this right. movie. For me, it wasn't Absolutely. quite rough enough. Oh, it was that's too so funny. It was too Disney-fied. Yes. The- so, <laughs> Bruce, our own our, call of the wild. Our own call of the wild. Uh, it was it was a bit it was a bit campy at the beginning. Okay, that that's actually but, the word I was looking for, and but, I can't think. I mean, it was fun. Like it was the part I, where he's in the house and he's getting into trouble stuff, and they misuse Bradley Whitford, and then oh um, yeah, how about you save some money and cast somebody who doesn't matter there? No like kidding. good grief. Yeah, uh, I like Bradley Whitford oh, I do a too. lot. I think I like that's why we both were kind of like, <laughs> yeah. What what is he doing in there? And what he had one scene, right. two scenes, right? And uh, that that was true with a number of the characters. I think that there were. Well, Kind of, what's the point? Karen, is it Gillen? Yeah, G- Gillian, she, Gillen, yeah, something like that. She is miscast as well. And also in the movie for approximately two and a half minutes. Yeah, right. But like, but that couple, the the rich couple, this seemed dumb to me. That's there in the book though. Like, it's not like they were added characters. I don't, I don't remember them in the. Yeah, book. they're in the book. He, he, that's, do, do they not know how to say mush in the book? I was like, are you kidding me? You've been they're, reading up on dogs and you think it's... <laughs> that's to show, to signify right. to maybe a younger audience that oh, they're yes. outsiders. And actually, I think this is aimed at a younger audience. It and, is absolutely it's, it's aimed at a younger yeah, audience. It's, it's PG, right? Yeah. In a family film. Right. The so book this is, is the not- first one I can recommend. You put your <laughs> hand over their eyes when he clubs the dog, but... Um, Ooh, yeah. Otherwise. It's just a shadow, but still. Yeah. Still brutal. Brutal sound. Right. But um, if you read the book, it's much worse than that. It yeah. It does not take... This is a tough dog. Yeah. And it, it, tough to break him. And But, well, yeah. no, it's the opposite. Well, 
it's the opposite though because he starts out domesticated and that's the whole idea of the book right. is he is oh, he's he being the call drawn the to the wild right? to his nature and those wolves don't have any problem with him pretty much they just right accept him into the pack okay well now they, you're you're venturing off the book what do you mean you can't have the source material and not follow the source. What? In the book, he becomes friends with a female wolf. He does. But only after, only much later. He doesn't just run up there and say, hey, guys. He didn't. He He's barely, the wolf and him court for a little bit before he ever goes to. It's a couple of minutes, isn't it? There, I think you must have missed the passage of time hmm. that is shown there they're in the know, hills for a long, long they're in that house for a long time it's not like well, he gets there and all of a sudden he's friends with the wolf right. there was a clear passage True. of time yeah that i felt was clear hmm. well i mean it's not like i didn't know what was going on but We're, then i knew what would happen so right right um what did you think of the 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 landscape i thought it was just beautiful okay the landscape was breathtaking. It was beautiful. And it's what I expected kind of, I don't know. It, it's what made me think the movie might be richer, if that's if that makes any sense. Because the, the previews of it, previews of it, as I recall anyway, they, they don't match the movie very well, I think. You know, I don't. I th I'm not familiar with the previews. Yeah, I think I only saw one preview. And for I was, it. I'd seen it. It was on something that we, that yeah, we, we watched it together, and we both gave this a thumbs up. Yes, no, that's exactly right. And I think partly because I was looking forward to it so much that it it sort of let me down. And like I told you earlier, I didn't hate the movie, and I I it's not that I wouldn't recommend that you go see it. And, you know, it's not like save your money, it's done. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of fun to take one side of this, and and I don't think it was nearly as good as it could have been. Well, but, that's not fair, though. You know, I, it, You're almost asking for a whole different movie. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> I was asking for Call of the Wild. <laughs> Touche. Uh, that's fair. I get that. I guess the movie, the the toned down, the tamed down kids movie that they gave us was was great it, no it, it, the book is better obviously uh the book is well, lots rougher as you say it's classic. a little more realistic right um but i thought this was a good story like it's a good story and you're such it a, story a story guy it doesn't make any sense yeah. to me that no like, I, I completely understand what you're saying uh i just i just didn't think it was that well done huh i'm i'm just so what was what about Harrison Ford didn't you like in this movie? Oh, because earlier you said you normally love Harrison Ford. Oh no, that was just a preface saying one of the reasons I was looking forward to it is that I really like ah Harrison Ford. I don't think he did a bad job in the movie. Okay, I wish he'd been in it I more. Think, actually, I think uh, I think that yes. Oh no, absolutely. And I didn't I didn't like the the. The bad guy, I'm, I'm putting air quotes yeah, They here. can't, see, can't the quotes, see the quotes, but... That's what I heard. You could just say bad guy, because... Bad guy. The bad guy... The bad guy... What was his name? Snidely Whiplash? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Snidely. Great minds. Mediocre uh, ones, too. He but. is... He is over the top. He is yeah. the worst part of the film. 
Okay, so uh, we agree there because he's ridiculous. He is. Oh yeah, he is. He is and playing. He 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 stepped out of the set of George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser. Yes, that's exactly right. And stepped into this movie. Yeah, he didn't fit at all. Yeah, but and then, you're, and then, you're making a kids and movie. Then, oh, after he, you know, they lose all the dogs. How he didn't drown, I don't know, but. Uh, they apparently they lose all the dogs, and then and then he tracks in the oh, book. Yeah, no, no, not in. The, I'm thinking of the movie, but I'm realizing I'm giving things away. <laughs> so anyway, it was, we're gonna give this away anyway. So to your brother, sorry, man, if you were gonna go see this, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna fix this and say spoilers at the beginning. Ah, good. That's a good <laughs> choice. Hey, so here's the thing. So the guy who is completely inept, can't read a map, can't oh, get yeah. his sled going. <laughs> he thinks it's mushy or whatever he says to right. get the dogs going. And then and then at the end, he's able to track uh, John Thornton and the dog for however mile, many miles they went completely off the map. Well, And then he tracked him down to... Hunt him down. That's not true. <coughs> it's off of Harrison Ford's map. He matches the map and had a star where there was supposed to be gold. He knew right where they were and had a map. No, he did not. Yes, he did. Did you even see this movie? <laughs> Which one? He, he looks at the map and sees where Harrison Ford has drawn off the map. Where Harrison Ford believes, yeah, I know is that, that there's the a, map, right? not a char- probably a charcoal, charcoal mark, right? And then the bad guy comes in, looks at Kevin. The, did you look at that map? He looks at the map and he figures out how to get to where no, that was. He matches his own modern map and and matches it so, right to it. And there's uh, well, a star. It's a kind of a minor point at, at this at this point. Is is kind of minor, but. There's no way he could have matched that mark going off, and no way he, he there's no way he could have found Harrison Ford. No way. He, he wouldn't a need a water horse right on his. He map. wouldn't need an ice horse to find Come him. Come on. No, the greenhorn that he was, he I, knows nothing about nothing, but he managed. Far fetched. Far fetched. <laughs> way far fetched. Explained. They what? explain it though. It's it's far fetched. Yes. But yeah. the map scene shows he knows where he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. So there's too many things like that in there for me to go, oh, this was an awesome movie, man. I wept. I ate extra popcorn. It was great. Oh, I'll give it a so, seven. So now you have to cry in order for it to be an amazing movie? In Call of the Wild, I do. <laughs> Tonight's episode is brought to you by Walter's Wolf Whistle. It's a plastic dog where you stick the tail in your mouth and blow, and it creates a whistle. Listen to Walter's Wolf Whistle in action in this clip. Boy, that sounds like a real wolf. The wolves will come a-running. Oh, yeah. Walter's Wolf Whistle. Available at Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, what about the? What, here's another one. What about the big wolf, the imaginary wolf, the the uh, oh, what, what do they call it? Where you uh, where they 
personify the call of the wild yeah. personified yeah. as the wolf with the glowing eyes. Mean, yeah. <clears throat> oh, when he tells him to go into that ice cave. Yeah. That'll save. So he should go. So the dog should pull it right into the avalanche, I- ignoring the directions. Right into the and they'll know by going full speed into that that they're going to be a way out on the other end. That wasn't far fetched. Are you? It's an instinct. That wolf is. Ah. That wolf is. That wolf is the call that of his own nature. Imaginary. <laughs> that yes, that's right. The wolf is imaginary. It it is a physical resemblance to his own instinct. That's what the whole thing was about. The call of the wild was that wolf. And it wasn't the fact that it was an outside wolf. It was the fact that it was his own instinct, his own wildness that pulled him into the cave. Not because the wolf, the fake wolf was like, come into this cave. It's because (laughs) he knew in instinct, his own call. You gotta be joking. That only partly... (laughs) I get what you're saying. I'm okay with that. I am just... (laughs) This is Frozen 2 all over again. It is indeed. Only this time you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dougie. Yeah. What else? What else are you going to nitpick about this fabled Uh, children's movie? (laughs) It's not a children's... Well... It shouldn't have been a children's movie. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay, if you give me that, then I'm fine. <laughs> it really wasn't. It really shouldn't have been a children's movie, which is, which is really ironic because I think there should be more children's movies. Right, there right. Really should. There should be more good ones. And, and this, yeah, this is one. This is not terrible. <laughs> so if you want to watch a not terrible movie, Call the Wild. There it is. There you go. What, what a what a recommendation, huh? I know. Should we rate this movie? Let's do. All right. Let's rate Call of the Wild. The Yukon is a dangerous place. You never know what's coming. I came up here because I didn't want to be around anyone. And then I met Buck. He was a dog like no other. He'd been spoiled. And he'd suffered. But he could not be broken. I don't know where you came from, but I know where you are now. Welcome to the last place on the earth. I should let him have a minute. Doesn't look like he's ever seen snow before. How do you feel about an adventure? Beyond all maps. We could go. You and I, where no one's ever been before. See what's out there. I told you from the beginning that it's not a terrible movie, but it very much disappointed me. So as a viewer, I would have to rate this. I'm going to have to rate this movie a three. A three? Seriously? I was leaning on... Three and a half. <laughs> then as we talked, you were so silly. I went to a three. <clears throat> All right, Dougie. 
there are a lot of elements in this movie and elements of our conversation, which I agree with myself slightly. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm going to... You're taking your own counsel now? I'm going to rate this movie a, th- a three. <laughs> no way. I didn't like this movie. You didn't like it at all? Not really. <laughs> you and I agreed to do to take a side... Well done, my <laughs> podcast partner. We're going to try this uh, kind of randomly throughout our our 2020 year and see if the fans to entertain enjoy you, of course. it. Yeah, uh, to to pull not every time, but no. Uh, but I got to tell you, well played, times, sir. Well played. A couple of times we're calling these battle episodes, and we haven't decided whether we're going to announce them previously. I'd love to hear some listener feedback. Yes, uh, whether please you do. like Let this or not. But the truth is, I actually agree very much with your take on this. It was <laughs> not a very good movie. Uh, it could have been. It could have been. Uh, the, the, the elements that I did, the elements, uh, and I'm happy to play good guy or bad guy sure. on a movie, right. but I can't rate it that way because the ratings well, are, are my. That's your bread and butter. My bread and butter. I can't. I can't. The the things of the movie I did really like is I do really like the themes of the call of the wild, your nature, your instinct. I you, thought that was very good, and I thought that was portrayed really well. I actually did. I didn't. I thought the goofy wolf with the eyes looked really stupid, but I don't know how else they could have shown an instinct. You know, and it's been a, such a very long time since I read the book, so I don't remember Imaginary Wolf in it. I don't either. Uh, but, but there could have been. But in the book, they don't need a they don't need an on screen personification. They can no. just say they can say that Buck felt the call and knew that right. inside. Right. Even though everything Always was telling him to go, versus... everything telling him to go away from the avalanche, but something inside his nature, the call of the wild, told him to go into the cave. Right. That's very right. easily done in a book. In a movie, it's not so easy. No. Um, no. Although I thought they were doing pretty good with Harrison Ford's voiceover. Yes. Speaking for Buck. I don't think they needed the wolf. I think they could have just inserted more Harrison Ford. Okay. And so that's, and I, you know, in his gruff little. I agree, because that made it seem silly to me. And everything in in Buck and the team told him to go away from the avalanche. Yeah. But Buck couldn't resist this one spot on, like, I, obviously I'm not a right. writer. No, I no, couldn't have done right. It, but they could have right. done something like that, whereas yeah. they didn't need the fake wolf, uh, the, the the dog he was cute but he he looked like a disney dog yeah like no was, that's exactly right and, and part of me is also uh, a big fan of saint bernards i've owned right. a, a purebred and and bruce who you heard earlier uh and maybe throughout <laughs> his you, big heavy breathing <laughs> he's half saint bernard yeah so i did feel especially and this dog is supposed to be half saint bernard yeah right? he's half saint bernard half scotch terrier or something like that yeah and he didn't look like i expected him to look but as I as I saw uh, as I read about it later, it actually is what he's supposed to look like, I guess. So you know, you and I watched a actual Disney movie earlier this year. We didn't get around to talking about it on the podcast because it was just too far removed. But we right. watched Togo. Uh, oh yeah, on Disney, which is the true story of the dog that gives Balto the medicine, basically. Yeah. It's very well done. So a great performance from Willem Dafoe in that. 
and you know what, Kevin? I was going to mention that and forgot to. I was going to say, if you really want to see a good movie... With dogs. With dogs, watch Togo. It's on Netflix. It's a real... It's a <clears throat> true story. <clears throat> and it's amazingly well done. Very well done. Uh, my kids absolutely love it. And I also love Togo. Yeah, I, uh, I did too. I would rate... At least a four and a half. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm right there. I'm maybe a four, four and a half. Yeah, uh, maybe, and that's but. a great movie. And you know what I was going to say is that I think this happens sometimes. I think that movie set me up to not like this movie. Sure. A little bit. Well, that, Togo seems so real. Obviously, yeah. it's not real. The stuff they're doing on the screen is unbelievable, right. although it actually happened. But yeah. it's, it's unbelievably fake in reality yeah like but it does not look fake whatsoever no, the dogs look very real and yeah they, they must they have, must have been using real dogs because they must there's have. if they didn't use real dogs in togo then disney should fire the animators on call of the wild and yeah. just only use the guys in oh no kidding yeah but that I think is they, they must have been movie. real dogs in and it's togo a, great story yeah. if you don't know the story it's the story of uh from 1925 of this sled dog team that races to get uh <coughs> diphtheria medicine basically <coughs> diphtheria medicine from what 200 and some miles away no 600 miles oh, 600 away. miles and bring it back to was it gnome gnome yeah with a bunch At, of sick kids very sick kids like dying, dying sick, sick kids, kids. and True story. True story. It's the story of Balto, the old Disney movie, except yeah. it's actually the story of the dog that races before Balto because there mm -hmm. were something like 16 or 20-something dogs involved yeah. in this huge 600-plus-mile uh, right. race against time to save these kids. Well, And this team finishes... The, all the dogs combined, uh, all the dog teams, the, the stats at the end say all the dogs combined, each team ran an average of 46 miles. That's right. Except for one team, which is Togo, who ran 246 miles, just that team. And yeah. it's an old 12-year-old dog as the leader. And yeah. it's a remarkable story. It really, really is. If I, I would recommend that you watch it. Absolutely. Any, if, anybody. If you were in actually. the hankering for a good dog human movie and you got Call of the Wild available or Togo, right? go with Togo. It's go with Togo. far superior. Yes, um, indeed. But yeah, so there were there were some elements I liked about Call of the Wild. Yeah, and, and overall, in truth, I, me, me, me too. Overall, it just was subpar. It could have been done so better. Right. And I do think that a better actor might have been better than Harrison Ford. Interesting. I do. I thought Harrison Ford is great as a wood block, but we didn't need a wood block. We needed right. someone who was emotional. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Interesting. I, I didn't me, come away with that impression. For but. me, I, well, I think you did, though, because you didn't weep. And I think that's a lot of Harrison's fault. Yeah. I don't think he was broken enough. Maybe so. Um, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that Thank was fun. You. It was kind of fun for me and you. Um, let us know. We're 
we're still kind of debating on how we're going to preface these episodes. Whether Let us know if you want us to know that they're battles beforehand. Uh, let us know if you liked hearing at the end that right. one of us was just kidding. Um, I'm curious to hear Well, you'll your probably thoughts. know by the way we rate it, but... Right, yeah. right. Um, right, yeah, let us know. We're, we're uh, experimenting a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for playing along with us. <laughs> well, Dougie. It's been a while since we've done this segment, but it's a segment that are you, you and I... Are you after what I think you are? It's one that you and I enjoy doing. That's I don't know right. if they enjoy listening. That doesn't matter. <laughs> but we're going to do a segment of You Stole My, my voice. voice. It's time for You Stole My Voice, a segment of the show where our hosts give their best impersonation of a well-known famous voice that voice makes you sound crazy it's not making me sound crazy it makes me sound like Maury Finkel another Finkel fixtures biggest lighting fixture chain in the Southland oh it's a little voice and a character you got a whole backstory that's good yeah little touches you know little touches little details you want to make the character pull real what are you going to do what's your character I don't know I don't know what character I don't know what voice is do it Cardi and Cola, do it, do it. Okay, I'll be right back. What are you doing? What? What was that? You just stole my voice. No. Good. So we're. This is not. You know, my when when I first started podcasting with my co-host Josh Story back in the day. Yes. We used to pretend that we had the celebrity oh, the on celebrity the celebrity guests. Right. Yeah. On Stallone. The- <laughs> <laughs> on the line. <laughs> Good callback. You must have listened a couple of times. I did. Uh, We used to pretend that we had the celebrity on the phone. Right. I don't think we fooled anyone. No, but Um, we don't need the celebrity here when we can imitate their voices so well. I know. So this is coming from the Star is Born scene where Sam Elliott says, you stole my voice (laughs) to uh, Bradley Cooper. That's right. Um, That's where the name comes from, and we're just going to do our best impersonation. You stole my voice. Okay, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. (laughs) (laughs) I always get so giddy when we do these. So who is this again? This is Harrison Ford. Although we shouldn't have to tell him, huh? (laughs) No, hopefully not. Now Buck had found his own kind. How far he has traveled to find his home. How far I've traveled to find mine. Well said. I don't think that's very good. (laughs) Well, take a listen to mine and see what you think. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, that's John Wayne. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pilgrim, show me what you got. All right, Pilgrim. I can't find it on my phone now. <laughs> there we go. Now Buck has found his own kind. How far he's traveled to find his home. How far I've traveled to find mine. That was terrible. <laughs> But well, the now, good news that's a segment <laughs> may have a short life. Right, I'll see if I can find a clip. If I can't find a clip, you've already heard his voice in the trailer. You be the judge. That's right. <laughs> we're really close, I think. I think we're spot on. Yeah. But we did at least extend the podcast by two minutes. There you go. <laughs> I got nothing now else, it's Dougie. Full length. <laughs> yeah, full length. <laughs> you got anything else, Dougie? 
No, I do not. All righty. One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is created and hosted by Kevin and Doug Zay. Follow our social media on Twitter at One Brew Over for Kevin and at The Old Man and Da Brew for Doug. Keep up with the podcast on Instagram at One Brew Over. Email your feedback to onebrewover at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave a review and tell a friend. Sound bites and trailers for films are taken from YouTube and do not belong to this podcast. All original music is written and recorded by Kevin Zaid. For archival episodes and more, go to www.onebrewover.com. And thanks for listening to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Are you not entertained? One thing I do want to add uh, that we haven't talked about yet is uh, the, the main middle chunk of the movie Buck spends with the sled dog team and oh, Perot. Right. You mean the only good part of the movie? <laughs> oh, that's good, Dougie. That's rich coming Thank from you. you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, Perot and his wife. I thought they were great. They really were. Let me give a shout out. And unfortunately, I'm not positive how to pronounce their name. Sure. But it's Omar Sy who played Peralt. And then Kara G, who played Fran- Francois. Yeah, it does. They're, they're male carriers. Yes, and he's he's of French a, descent. He is anyway. I think. Yeah, uh, if her name's Francois, she probably is too. Probably so. Uh, but they were they were very. I loved them. I did. I if we're going believability. Yeah, they uh, were the uh, for me. They were the most believable characters in the whole thing. The, and that the includes woman in the man, Harrison yes. Ford. Actually, yes. but no, I was thinking I was going to concede one point to what? you. Uh, if the the waterfall drop, I don't think it was 150 feet. No, Dougie. it was not. But but the, I I tend to exaggerate just part, just a lot. <laughs> the part where Buck dives into the into the ice water, yeah. and saves the woman. I know that's in the book. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if the woman is in the book. I I, I do. N- um, I know he. I do not. I know, know he saves the guy from the ice in the right. book. Right. Um, and. I so I believe that, but he goes down under a second time, and that water. We're shown how fast that current is going, right? And right. for whatever reason, Perot is able to run across the ice and save him. Yeah, it seemed like an impossible feat, right. uh, just to add tension. So I'll concede that that moment did seem fairly unbelievable. But the characters were so. You know fun. what's funny about that, Kevin? It, it that part didn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> but if I thought about it, of course it, not. Wait, how can he run on the ice? <laughs> yeah, you have an excellent point there. Yeah, that the part, movie stinks. That part, give <laughs> me. You're agreeing with me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I did. I loved that that couple. I thought they they had good chemistry. I thought they were very. They believable. were charming. They yeah, really were. Both of them very good. And and believable. Really yeah, really uh, and truly he's, believable. He's, you know, always late. And then like yeah. the I love that scene. Oh, he's always late. I know when <laughs> we were when we were uh flirting with sponsors for this episode, we had right. talked about maybe a dog a sleeping bag 
dipped in dog urine. Yeah, that, you <laughs> that, were considering that. <laughs> that was I was ins- not. That was inspired from uh from the scene where like he kicks Buck out of the tent and says nobody dogs don't sleep in the tent. Uh, but then once he saves her. Oh right. He's like, you can come in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was funny. Yeah, uh, but they they were really great. I loved I loved their characters. They really were. They really were. 